0: In a busy day for many Equitable Society representatives, making phone calls, one after another. Calls to men and women who look as if they were due to travel far on the road to success. These men and women were asked to do a very simple thing, to listen to tonight's announcement about the Equitable Society's plan for men and women on the way up. In about 14 minutes, I'll give full details on this special plan, for every man who feels that he has what it takes to succeed. It is offered by the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States. Tonight's FBI file, Voice from the River.
1: In ancient times, it is recorded that the king of a large nation once called his wise men together and asked them to compose a sentence. The conditions were that the sentence must contain eternal truth under any and all conditions. The wise men labored without success for months on end until one of their number came forth with the answer. That sentence was, this too shall pass. However, crime will not pass from us that easily without anything being done about it. Mention is made at this time because the Federal Bureau of Investigation recently made public the results of its annual survey, its nationwide study of the crime situation. For a few days following the announcement of the staggering number of major crimes committed in the last 12 months, there has been public interest exhibited. Here and there, a meeting of decent citizens anxious to alleviate the situation has been held. But if past history is repeated, crime as a menace to the welfare of the nation will soon be forgotten by everyone except law enforcement officers and a few others. The gigantic wave of crime now engulfing these 48 states will not be dammed up by people who limit their awareness to a few days or a few weeks or a few months of the year. The American army of criminals can be beaten. They can be defeated by you citizens. But first, you must make up your minds to one thing. The fight will be long, it will be hard, and if victory is to be won, it must be a 24 hour a day, 12 month a year battle. For eternal vigilance is not only the price of liberty, it is also the price of freedom from crime. Tonight's file opens as dust falls on the western plains. A blanket of quiet lays over the desolate wastelands, disturbed only by the sound of horses carrying two lean men down the slope toward a
2: shallow creek.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Chuck? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tell you about this morning. What? I had quite a scare. Thought one of the calves had black legs. Oh? Which one? That big critter with a white nose... She come in walking lame. Say, take a temperature? Mm Mm-hmm. 103. But she's okay now. That's good. Hey, What was that? What? I thought I heard something. Coyote. (laughs) Maybe. Come on. Yep. What? Hold it coyotes. No. Where'd it come from? Don't know. Sorry.
3: Right. Right. Sorry. Yeah, came from me. Come on, here, here. Sounded like a man. Uh-huh. R-43.
2: R-43. Come in. Yeah, 43 That a man. Downstream. Yeah. Come on, boy. Easy. Easy there. Uh-huh. What's he doing here this time of night? I don't know. Easy, girl. Hold up. Received at the junction of Highway Seven and Highway Thirty-Eight. Accident. Sounds like a radio. Uh huh. From under the bridge. Come on, right. Get up. Come on.
3: Easy now. Easy.
2: Hold up. See something, Chuck? Yeah. In the creek, just this side of the bridge. Can't make it out. Why? I think it's a car. Might be.
3: Car twenty six. Car twenty six. Report in immediately.
2: It is a car. Come on, boy. Oh, yeah. Get up. Easy. Easy. It must have come off the bridge. Uh huh. Car eighty seven. Car eighty seven. Please come in. Sheriff's sure car. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Oh. Yeah. There's A couple of men inside, Tom. Let's get him out of there.
1: Meanwhile, FBI Special Agent Taylor is just arriving at the nearby office of Sheriff Ken Hamilton.
2: Hello, Ken. Howdy, Jim. good to see you. <laughs> Same here. Been a long time. Yeah, too long. Sit down. Thanks, Ken say, you done any fishing lately? Yeah, I caught one this big last week. Uh Uh-huh. Boy, I wish I didn't have to go back tonight. I don't think you'll be able to anyway, Jim. Oh, why not? Well, my deputy hadn't brought Grimes in yet. Well, when you called our office, you said... Yeah, I know, I know. I said he'd be here. I figured he would. Well, what's happened? I don't know. My deputy called in a couple of hours ago that he arrested Grimes and was starting back with him. Huh? Where'd he call from? The car. All our vehicles have two-way equipment. Oh, I see. How long ago was that? Around 6.30. He was about 70 miles from here then. Ken, with these roads, he should certainly make it in less than two hours. Well, I'm not exactly worried, but I'll feel better after I've turned Grimes over to you. Huh? Bad medicine, huh? Yeah, the worst. I didn't get a chance to study his record. I was just told to interview him after you sent word that you'd picked him up. Well, he was under suspicion for a long time for stealing cattle. Mm. One day a couple of months ago, a federal marshal caught him at it. Grimes drew a gun and killed him in cold blood. Now, we were looking for him for assaulting a federal officer. Pardon me, Jim. Sure, can. Hamilton speaking. What's that? Are you sure? Oh. Where? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I know the place. Right. Bye. Jim, that deputy's car crashed through a guardrail and went into a creek. The one who was bringing in Grimes? Yeah, come on, let's get out there. Uh, uh, uh. How's this one, Tom? Uh, Coming to who? Take it easy, partner. I, no, now, now, a... no, you just lay there But I'm all right Where am I? In our cabin Well, what happened? You crashed off the highway Oh, yeah I remember now You the sheriff's deputy? Huh? Oh, yeah That other uh, fellow deputy, too? Where is he? In the other room. He's still out. Oh, I guess these handcuffs are yours. Yeah, thanks. Where'd you find him? Floor of the car. Oh. Must have come off him when we crashed. Well, who is he? Prisoner I was taking in, a fellow named Floyd Grimes. What's he done? Cattle thief. Yeah, give me a hand up, will you? Please. You uh, thanks. Well, how'd we get here? We found you and brought you back. Oh. Don't guess there's anything left of my car. Not very much. You got one I can use? Well, it's pretty old. Don't run very good. If I'm handy with motors. Where is it? Out in the back of the cabin. Okay, let's have those cuffs. I'll go in and put them on grimes. And I'll see if I can fix your car. Easy coming down that bank, Sheriff. Pretty slippery. All right. Bud? Better footing this side of the big rock. I think we're okay now. Bud, this is Special Agent Taylor, Bud Austin. Hello, Austin. Howdy, Taylor. No sign of Mason Grimes? Nope. All I found was the car. Well, let's wait out and take a look. Okay, sir. Now you see why I had you wear those boots, Jim. Yeah. I don't think this is any accident, Sheriff. Oh, why not, Bud? Grimes was being brought in a couple of years ago by a deputy on over in Jackson County. He grabbed the steering wheel as they were coming around a curve, and he cracked up, and he got away. Ken, looks like he pulled the same trick on your man, Mason. Yeah, maybe so. Bud Taylor and I can look through the car. Why don't you go downstream away and try and find a trail? Okay, Sheriff. Ken? There's some bloodstains on the front seat. Yeah. The doors jammed shut. Yeah. Guess Mason and Grimes got out through the windows. Yeah. Hey, there's a hat in there. It's got to belong to Grimes. Mason never wore one. Oh. You know, Ken, those bloodstains indicate that both Grimes and Mason were hurt when that car came through the guardrail. Yeah. We know they crashed sometime in the last couple of hours. Yet when we get here, they're gone. Hey, Sheriff, I found something. What's that, bud? Footprints on the bank, a short way downstream. Freshman's? Uh-huh. Two horses. Maybe Grimes had friends waiting here for him. Yeah. You got any plaster Paris in your car, Ken? Yeah. Let's make some impressions of those footprints. Huh? Oh, okay. Maybe we can get a blacksmith in town to identify the shoes for us. That'll give Grimes a pretty good head start. Huh? There's no way to avoid it. We can't follow the prints at night anyway. Let's take the impressions and then come back here again at dawn. Prisoners come, too. I guess we better get the deputy in here. What's going on here? Who put these cuffs on me? Where's my prisoner? Your prisoner? I'm a deputy sheriff. I was in a squad car taking a prisoner back to my office. There was an accident. We know all about the accident, mister. We found you. Well, then where's my prisoner? Now look, making out that you're a deputy ain't going to work. We already know who you are. Huh? Yeah, you're mean Floyd Grimes. You're the prisoner. I'm the... Now you just get back in that room. Wait a minute. I think I'm beginning to get what's going on. Did the man who was in the car with me tell you he was a deputy? He did? I can prove he's lying. <laughs> yeah? How? Look at my back pocket. Left-hand side. You'll find my badge. Okay, mister. Ain't nothing in this pocket. What? Well, try the right-hand pocket. Is there a wallet there? Yeah. Well, look at it. I got identification. Okay, mister. Well, Chuck, nothing in here but a letter. A girl's picture. The letter's written to Dear Floyd. I see he came, too. That's him. That's Grimes. Now, mister, he's been trying to tell us he's a deputy. Well, that's the truth. Come on, Grimes. I'm taking you in. Wait. You men have got to believe me. Look at the marks on his wrist. They're from the cuffs. Come on. Oh, hold on now. I think I got a way to make sure which one of you really is a deputy. Me and Tom are going to town with both of you. Let the sheriff tell us. Sure, let's go. How about you? I'm staying here. Hey, he has a gun. Hey, That's my gun. Yeah, and tell those cowhands I know how to use it. Now, all three of you, turn around and face up to that wall.
0: return in just a moment to this exciting file which shows how your FBI helps protect the security of America. Now a quick glance at America's future, now that the curtain rises for the second half of the 20th
2: century. Leading economists say, Americans of the year 1950 have far shorter working days than did their fathers and grandfathers, yet turn out more than twice as much production per man. All signs indicate that this amazing productivity will be stepped up even higher during the next ten years, making the 1950s one of the most prosperous decades in America's history.
0: Prosperous times mean opportunity for men and women who have initiative, brains, and ambition. For such people, the Equitable Life Insurance Society has created a special life insurance plan. It's known as the Equitable Plan for Men and Women on the Way Up. If you believe that on the way up describes you then please listen carefully to the three advantages of this plan.
2: First, as your salary goes up, your insurance can keep pace with it.
0: When you get that better job or that big promotion comes your way... You can adjust your insurance to measure up to your increased income.
2: Secondly, while you're waiting, your wife and children have the life insurance protection they need.
0: This means that you have the peace of mind, the freedom from worry about your family, that's essential to a man who wants to concentrate on getting ahead. Third advantage, the equitable plan is flexible at all times. It can expand or contract as you see fit and offers you many desirable options. Which your equitable society representative will be glad to explain to you. So why not get in touch with him right away? Phone him and ask for full details on the equitable plan for people on the way up, or send a postcard care of this station to the Equitable Society. That's E Q U I T A B L E, the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States. Now back to the FBI file, Voice from the
3: River.
1: Tracing the derivation of a word is usually a rather simple matter. It is recorded, for example, that in the 16th century, an English hospital named Bethlehem was converted into an insane asylum. The noises from the huge building soon became famous throughout England, and any such collection of mad screams was known as Bethlehem. As years went by, the pronunciation became slurred, and we got our present word, Bedlam. It is, however, somewhat more difficult to trace the derivation of a criminal of such a man as you are meeting in tonight's case from the files of your FBI. On the surface, he came from a good family. As a young man, his parents saw to it that he learned the standard copybook axiom, such as, honesty is the best policy. Closer investigation showed that as he grew up, he saw his parents do things that didn't agree with the words they preached. They laughed at the dinner table about cheating on their income tax, as if, if we're honest, because you were only stealing from the government. He saw his father have traffic tickets fixed and buy illegal whiskey from tough-looking men. He saw his parents break the law for their own selfish interests. So it is hardly surprising that in his own later years, he could see nothing wrong in doing the same thing for himself. Moral discipline is built slowly in children, is built in some measure at school. Religious training is another help for the youngster... But basically, one thing must never be forgotten. A child's moral fiber, like charity, begins at home. Tonight's file continues in the lonely cabin shortly after Floyd Grimes has revealed his identity. The other three men stand facing the wall.
2: One of you cowboys, turn around. You in the checkered shirt. Me? Yeah, turn around. Come here. That's close enough. What do you want? You know the back road to Midland City? Mm Mm-hmm. That's the one I'm taking. Go ahead. You and your partner are coming with me. Huh? You heard me. The deputy stays here. Here, use this key and take those cuffs off. Then you and your partner hook yourselves to each other. Go on. Go on. me a left wish though. Okay. Let's have that key. Here. Yeah. Now I'll say goodbye to the deputy. Okay. We can go now. be light enough to find those footprints again, Ken. Yeah, it should be, anyhow. Yeah. Austin said they were on the bank. Oh, there they are. Just ahead, see them? Uh-huh. There's the marker bud left. Yeah. They're good and deep. Yeah. I wish we could have seen this much last night. Hey, there's something we didn't notice. What's that, Ken? Over here. Hmm? See how these prints are much deeper? Yeah. Well, it means they were carrying an extra load coming out of the stream. Uh-huh. Now, if we can find out where hey, they Sheriff, went. I got something. What is it, bud? I located a blacksmith who recognized those hoof prints. He said the horses belonged to Chuck Haskell and Tom Daggett. They always used special shoes on them. Then, do you know Haskell and Daggett? Well, yeah, they got a small cattle ranch up the valley. Oh, how far? Twenty, twenty-five miles. Well, let's drive over there. Well, that'll be pretty slow. The highway doesn't go close to their place. Huh? Oh. Well, how about the helicopter, Sheriff? Sure, that'll do it. Hey, wait a minute. You mean to say you've got a helicopter? No, but a rancher from back east has one. He lives just over the ridge. We deputized him a couple of months ago on a case. He said he'd be glad to fly it for us anytime. time. Why? Come on, let's get it. There's a fork in the road up ahead. Which one do I take? Bear left. You sure? Well, if you don't believe me, go the other way. How come there are no signs? You see any signs, Tom? Sure, Chuck. They're painted black. Uh, real funny. Wonderful ride, Tom. Just fine. And such good company. Can't this thing go any faster? I don't know. It's your car. Ain't never in this much of a hurry. Now what's that? You sneeze, Tom? Don't think so, Joe. Just sit right there. We're getting to Midland City today in this thing, if you guys have to push it. Jen, how's Mason? He's resting comfortably. They're flying him back to the hospital now. Good. Find anything yet, Jim? Yeah, I just came up with Grimes' wallet. What's in it? A letter and a girl's picture. Yeah, that looks like a girl's handwriting. Yeah. I'm sure will something here. Listen to this, Kim. I'm glad you'll be here for your birthday. Let's have a big party. Hey, where's that letter from? It doesn't say, and there's no envelope. But according to Grimes' driver's license, today's his birthday. Oh? Hey, uh, are there any binoculars in that case over there? I'll see. Yes, Jim. Good. Is that front lens detachable? Uh-huh. Here. Thanks. Look at the picture through this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is what we wanted. Look, see the sign in back of the girl? Yeah, welcome to Midland City. Now, how many ways could they have gone? Two, a dirt road and an old trail. Well, as soon as Bud gets back from the hospital, let's cover both of them. Be start now. Come on. Come on. Kick over. Uh, great place to be stuck. I like it here. Don't you, Tom? Nice view. Shut up. Where's the nearest house? J Bar J Ranch. Where's that? Oh, 20 miles. Uh, we could dig a little gold while we're waiting. There's mine right up there on the hill. Why, so there is. Like to do some mining, Mister? All I want is to get to Midland City. Hey, what's that? Well, now look at there. One of the helicopters. Yeah. I wonder what they're doing way out here. I could make a guess, Chuck. That thing's coming down. So it is. Now, why would they be doing that? Could be they're looking for somebody. They ain't going to find me. I'm getting out of here. head in here? Yeah. I think they were. What kind of a mine was this? Gold. Yeah. How long ago? Oh, 40, 50 years. Yeah. Where well, those timbers look rotten and clear through? Probably are. Just don't bump any of them. I don't want Wait Look, there's a beam of light back there. That's daylight. It comes from another shaft. Can Grimes get out that way? He'll be a real good target if he tries. Keep your gun ready. I got it. Are you? Yeah. All right, Grimes. Stay where you are. Jimmy, hit a pop. Yeah. Hold it. The shaft's cabin in. Get back. Come on. All right, that's a push. Yeah like we'll have to organize some digging. Yeah, for a corpse.
1: When the body of Floyd Grimes was recovered from the mine, it was determined that he had been killed at the time of its collapse. However, as you have seen, only death prevented his capture. The actual cause of death was the fact that Floyd Grimes ran into one of the rotten timbers supporting the mine shaft. But figuratively speaking, he met his end back in the cowboy's cabin. Met his end when Special Agent Taylor used the front lens off a pair of binoculars as a magnifying glass so that he could read a small sign in the background of a picture of Grimes' girlfriend. The fact that Agent Taylor was able to use the binocular lens in his investigative efforts was neither a fortunate circumstance nor something which any other Special Agent would not have done. For being an opportunist and taking advantage of the tools at hand is one of the many things every special agent is taught as part of his training before he becomes a member of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Through the years, many files have been closed by using just such makeshift instruments. Files which played their part in building the record of which your FBI is so proud. The record which shows that more than 97% of all persons arrested by special agents later have been convicted in a court of law.
0: Just a moment, we will tell you about next week's exciting FBI file. Now one last word on the Equitable Society's plan for men and women on the way up. It's a plan for the man who can be sure that someday he'll be leaving his boss's office like this. Thanks again, Mr. Randall.
2: Oh, brother, what a race. From now on, I'm on easy street.
0: If you're that kind of man, then the sooner you get in touch with an Equitable Society representative, the better. Ask him for full information on the Equitable Society's life insurance plan for men and women on the way up. Or send a postcard care of this station to the Equitable Life Assurance Society.
1: Next week, we will dramatize another case from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. An expose of the activities of two old-time thieves. Its subject... Jewel Robbery,
0: its title, The Surplus Safe Crackers. The incidents used in tonight's Equitable Life Assurance Society's broadcast are adapted from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. However, all names used are fictitious, and any similarity thereof to the names of persons living or dead is accidental. Tonight, the music was composed and conducted by Frederick Steiner. The author was Jerry D. Lewis... Your narrator was William Woodson, and Special Agent Taylor was played by Stacey Harris. Others in the cast were Jim Bannon, Sam Edwards, Bill Johnstone, Henry Morgan, Gaylord Pendleton, and Roland Winters. This is your FBI as a Jerry Devine production. This is Larry Keating speaking for the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States and the Equitable Society's representative in your community. And inviting you to tune in again next week at this same time, when the Equitable Life Assurance Society will bring you another thrilling transcribed story from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. The surplus safe Crackers on This Is Your FBI. The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, fun for the whole family, follows immediately over most of these ABC stations. Stay tuned.
3: This is ABC, the American broadcasting company.